0: Some of you have tried real hard. Uh, (laughs) you know what? It just hit me. John, we've been trying to give away some books on blessings, some books on finances. And, uh, you just jumped up in my spirit, man. Uh, today I want you to, we're going to give you, uh, anybody heard of Dave Ramsey? Oh, now you're smiling. You heard of this. Um, it's, it's, this is a, a great little book. It's called The Legacy Journey. Um, and I don't know, man, you just jumped up my spirit. So there you go. You say, hey, what about me? I don't, you know. I would tell you, remember the time that Jesus went into, into, into the uh, courtyard and passed over everybody and went to one person, but I won't make you feel that way. <laughs> Hey, we've been talking about a series over the last, and we're going to finish it next week um, because I have something that I want to get into the week after. Um, But we've been talking about the blessed life, and last week we looked at tithing, and, um, and you know, people don't like a lot of times to hear churches talk about tithing. They think, well, we just want money, and I've said it every week, and I'll say it again. This is the second time in five years that we've talked about this kind of stuff. You know why? Because you need it. Because God wants you blessed. He wants you living a blessed life. And and as we look into today, I I, I, I ran across the story about a, a little boy trying to talk his sister into giving to charity. Said, we were supposed to. It's what God wants us to do. We're supposed to give to charity. And all of a sudden, his sister jumped up and said, Listen, I don't know her. I probably don't like her. And I'm keeping my money. That's the way we act sometimes, isn't it? I don't know her. I don't like her. And I'm keeping my money. And so we look at things like that because we think it's ours. We're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving my money, I'm not giving my time, I'm not giving my resources to anyone, this is mine. But if we walk in that kind of attitude, what does that give God to work with us? Go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, he says there, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. God has thoughts that he thinks about you. He said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. So if you've ever thought that God was out to get you, guess what? He's not. He says, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you. There are thoughts of peace and not evil. And what's he want to do? He says, to give you a future... And a hope. What God wants for you is a glorious future and a great hope. And but we have to be able to walk in the blessings that He's got. And sometimes it takes us to do some things. Um, you say we, we, you're 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 trying to manipulate God. No, I just know what He says to do, and when I do it, there's 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 rewards. Remember the scripture in Isaiah, we might read it tonight, today, or, or next week. But, he, uh, but one scripture says, if you'll be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That means your willingness and your obedience have to come together. Cause sometimes we're obedient, but we're not willing. We're like the little boy his parents told him to sit down. And he sits down, he looks at her and says, hey, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. That's not willing, that's obedient. <laughs> but there's the other times when uh, uh, we're, we're willing to do it, but yet for some reason we find ourselves not in obedience. I'm gonna share the story of my wife and I years years ago when we were dealing with, and you all have heard this story a bunch of times. Uh, offering plate come by and I had just got paid. She had my payday in her, in her purse. And the Holy Spirit told her, said, put the whole thing in and I'll get you out of debt. Put the whole thing in. Now we were young, we were just, just married. We had been stupid like most young married people are, not paying attention to the things we should be paying attention to. That's why you got that book. Uh, <laughs> he said, if you'll be willing and obedient, and, and, and so when the offering plate comes around, she gives a good chunk And as soon as it went by, Holy Spirit said to her, I would have got you out of debt. I would have. Now, did we eventually get there? Yeah, we eventually got there, but it was a lot longer road. Why? Because we were willing, but not obedient. He said, if you'll be willing and obedient, You'll eat the good of the land. So, Stanley, if I want to eat the good of the land, I have to bring my willingness together with my obedience, and then that creates creates a supernatural response out of God. I'm not manipulating God. I'm just doing what He said to do. Yeah. So He says, "I will give you." Well, heck, let's go ahead and read it. First John, I mean Isaiah chapter one. I didn't realize it was my next scripture. Isaiah chapter one, verse 29, or verse 19, I'm sorry. He says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Verse 20, but if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Well, that, that, well then God's just out to get me. No, he gave us the way out. Be willing and obedient, and you'll eat the good of the land. But if you're stubborn, And I know nobody in this room is. (laughs) He said, but if you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. So there has to be things that we've got to do. Today I want to minister to you uh, on what it's going to take and how we can lock into the promises of being perpetually blessed. That's what God wants for you. Perpetual blessing. That means blessing on top of blessing, and they just keep coming. But we have this idea that, well, it worked once. How how can I trust God that it's going to work again? Go to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. and I'm going to read this one out of the Passion Translation. If you want the King James Version, it says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Right? Okay. I like how the Passion puts it though. Give generously and generous gifts will be given back to you. Give and it will be given unto you. Give generously and generous gifts will be given back to you. Shaken down to make room for more. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. And every man in here nodded their head in agreement. The trash needs to go out. But I know if I put my foot on top of that trash and I pushed it a little bit, I can make room for more. See, this is how God wants to bless you. He wants to say, oh, you think you're full. Let me just smash some more down on top of you. Because I want to make room in your life to put even more in you. He says, give generously. And generous gifts will be given back to you. Shaken down to make room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure. This is how God wants to bless you. We have to get the right mindset of the God that we serve. He is not opposed to blessing you. And let me tell you, he is not about to stealing from you. He's not trying to rip you off. He says, poured out, overflowing, abundant gifts will be poured out upon you such an, with such an overflowing measure that it will run over the top. I'm Full disclosure here. I've let my garbage get that way before. I'll get to it. That's, but that's what God wants for me. He wants to look at my life and say, man, you're blessed. But here. I believe there's room for more. And then he wants to smash it down real good and said, see, I told you we can get some more in there. And then he just wants to pile some more blessing on top of you. And then all of a sudden he says, well, there's no more to do. So I'm just going to cause it to overflow on you. See, God knows the plans that he has for you. It's plans of a future and a hope. It's plans to bless you and not curse you. It's plans to see that you live in a life, live a life that is perpetually blessed from one day to the next. And all I have to do is be willing and obedient. All I have to do is bring my willingness and my obedience together. He says, "Overflowing measure that will it will run over the top." Listen to this. King James says, "For the same measure you mean." What's that mean? He says, "The measurement of your generosity becomes the measurement of your return." I love that's one of the best translations of that verse. In other words, how much and how willing and how generous and how obedient you are will become the measure that he can bring others into your life to bless you. That it's always going to come but the me- the measurement is on based on me. I set the measurement for my blessing. He's like, oh, God, bless me. Oh, God, bless me. He says, well, b- pull out the measuring stick. Well, what am I supposed to measure up against? Myself. That's all I have to measure myself. I don't have to measure against D. I don't have to measure against Brenda. All I have to do is measure. He said, the measurement of my generosity becomes the measurement of my ability to receive. Whew. So how much do you want to receive? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down, shaken together, running over shall men give to your, how's it gonna come? Men, God's gonna deal with people to bless you. Just like he's gonna deal on you to bless people. This is how it works and this is the plan. This is just what he's got in store. So what does God really want for our lives? Well, I think we've seen it already. He wants us blessed. And before you get to say, well, you're a prosperity preacher I serve a prosperity God. We're going to look at some scripture here in a minute. God is all about prosperity. He doesn't want what kind of what kind of shepherd strolls into town with weak, skinny, ugly-looking, unfed sheep and says, "Hey, come and join my flock." Look, I pull the, the, the pull the back. Look at those ribs. That's that's who I want to hire as my shepherd. No. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me beside still waters. He puts me in pastures to graze. He takes care of his sheep, but sheep need to be willing and obedient. (laughs) God is looking to bless you. He's looking to bless me. And let me tell you, there's enough in his house to go around. Go to James chapter 1. Let's look at really what God wants for us. I think we've already answered this question with just a few scriptures we've already looked at. But thank God there's more. James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. So let's, say, let's read this for what it's not saying. Every bad gift, (laughs) so if it's not good, it's not perfect, guess where it didn't come from? Come on. on. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. So I can challenge that and say, if it ain't good and it ain't perfect, it probably didn't come from my God. Well, where does it come from? something that's called a thief. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if it takes from me, it robs me, it kills me, it can destroy parts of me, that ain't God. Well, I'm just suffering for the Lord. No, you're not. He don't need your suffering. He told you to take his sufferings for yourself. We, We take part of his sufferings. He didn't need us to suffer anymore. Come on. (laughs) First, first James there's only one James chapter one verse 17 every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights in whom there is no change or shadow of turning King James says in whom there is no variableness that means he doesn't vary That means when he comes down, he's not going to look at Ernie and say, Ernie, I'm going to give you some good gifts. I'm going to give you some great gifts. Man, I'm going to pour blessing on you. But then, oh, there's John. Mm, Let's not look at him. (laughs) His shadow doesn't turn like that. God does not, no matter what we think, play favorites. He loves all his kids the same. And he says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights who sent it, in whom there is no variableness, if you're reading King James, in whom there is no change. God doesn't change. There is no variableness or shadow of turning. He doesn't bless Brad just so he cannot bless Brenda. He will bless everyone. And if it's good, and if it so what does God want to bless me with, Brenda? He wants to bless me with good. He wants to bless me with perfect. And I can honestly say that if it's not that, it probably didn't come from God. (laughs) This is what God wants for your life. Psalms 35. uh, Psalm 35, look at verse 27. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God takes pleasure in prosperity. See, you could say, well, I don't believe prosperity. You have a trouble believing God then. God is a prosperous God. He takes pleasure in the prosperity. Now, does every, can everything get twisted? Yes. Anything can get twisted and, 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 and say what it's not meant to say. But we cannot deny the fact that the word tells us that he takes pleasure in the prosperity. Well, I don't believe somebody should have it. It ain't up to you because you can't believe it, don't mean they shouldn't believe for it. Try that over here. Because you can't believe for it, doesn't mean they shouldn't. And who am I to sit and talk so bad about Phyllis because she's got this nice pretty Bible and I don't have one. She said, I'll get you one. That's blessings. Why do we think that we can sit around and say, that's that much, ugh, that's not God. Just because you can't believe for that much don't mean they can't. And if they believe for that much and God has blessed them, go get yours. Yeah. On. Only thing holding it back is you. Right. <laughs> well, how do I know it's holding me, oh, what, that's what's holding me back? Because the measure of generosity that I put out will be the measurement that I get back. So generous. So generous. We spend more time complaining about how much somebody else has. Rather than understanding God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Does things get abused? Like every good thing in the world. Like every good thing in the world, anything can be abused. But we still have to look at it for what it says. God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. This is what God wants. This ought to make some of us rejoice. Some of us may be believing for some big things right now. I can't tell you the amount of times that Zach's came to me and told me what's going on with him. Just said, pray about this with me. Because he's believing for something that he didn't have. Didn't know how he's going to get it. But yet, God's always faithful. Why? Because he knows the plans he has for Zach. He knows the plans he has for you. And it's plans of peace and it's plans of a future and it's plans of a hope and he takes pleasure when you're prospering and if it's good and it's perfect it came from him so why don't we just rejoice and be glad that we serve a God who wants good things. (laughs) 2 Corinthians chapter 9 man we're flying through this. Can't help it it's just too good. It's too good. Now again, you go back and put the last two weeks together with this. It's all a puzzle. Tithing is part of it. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians chapter nine. What does God want for me? Now he who supplies the seed to the sower. You know who gets supplied the seed? The sower. He yeah he, he supplies. But who, does it, who gets it? The sower. What if I'm not a sower? Seed is given to the sower, not to the holder. Seed is given to the sower, not for the hoarder. Oh, come with me. Seed is given to the sower, not to the Holder. Wow, that's so bad when you start preaching and all of a sudden you hear literal crickets. (laughs) Literal crickets. (laughs) Everybody on Facebook's going, what in the heck? Now he who supplies seed to the sower and supplies bread for your food will multiply your seed sown. What if I don't sow that seed? Then I'm not in line for that seed to be multiplied. For seed to be multiplied, it must be sown. For him to provide seed, I have to be a sower. Come on. How do I live a perpetually blessed life? I take these things and I live by them. (laughs) He multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. So you will be enriched in everything. He wants every part of your life blessed. You will be enriched in everything to all bountifulness which makes us Give thanks to God. Let's look. It should come up right now. That word enriched. (laughs) It means to be made rich. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He takes pleasure in prosperity and then he's enriching us. Our problem is we've got the wrong idea of what being rich is. We think being rich is having a million dollars in the bank. Which ain't a whole lot of money nowadays. It means being made rich, wealthy. It means being fertilized. And here's, 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 we can't leave this out fully supplied with that which is desired. Rich is having your needs met and enough left over to help meet the needs of others. That's rich. Let me tell you something about God. He made drop a million dollars in your bank account today and ask you to give away 900999 tomorrow? Why? If I'm a sower, he can trust me with that seed. But if I'm not a sower, and then what's he do once I, he says he multiplies seed to the sown. So I say, okay, God, million dollars today, you left me with a buck, thank you. Don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I thank you that you left me with a dollar. But you know what he does, Dave? Pastor, he takes that $999,099 and he multiplies, because he multiplies seed as it's sown. So if he can trust you with the seed, he can trust you with the multiplication of that seed. But if he can't trust me to sow, come on. How can he trust me with the multiplication? Yes. And we're praying for multiplication, but we're not doing the easy the, stuff. The easy stuff. The easy. The easy stuff. Yes. Well, you don't know what that, you don't know what it costs me. Yes. Well, I can't tithe. Why can't you? Well, you don't know how much 10% is for me. It's the same as 10% is for me. It doesn't matter the amount of zeros behind the the, the dollar sign. It's the same. 10% is 10%. (laughs) Talk about flat tax. (laughs) Come on. But I can't. Willing and obedient you eat to go to the land. He takes the seed. He gives seed to those he knows he can trust to sow it. And those who sow it, he multiplies the seed that is sown. Folks, this is how we stay perpetually blessed. And it may be having a million today and a dollar tomorrow, but trust in him that he is going to multiply the seed that was sown. Come on, Galatians chapter 3. Perpetual blessings. This is how it works. What did he tell them in the beginning? Right after the flood. As long as the earth remains, there will always be seed, time, and harvest. It's just it, it, always. It's just the nature. Okay? Galatians chapter three, verse nine. So then those who are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Now, we'll talk about that in a minute. So if we're of faith we're in line for Abraham's blessing. Being a person of faith, you're in line for Abraham. So those who are of faith are part, are blessed with faithful Abraham. Jump down to verse 14. So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. How? Through Jesus. So he said, everybody can walk in this blessing. You do realize that Abraham was not Jewish. Abraham was not an Israelite. Come with me. He wasn't. God is trying to take you past the, where the law was. Back to the beginning of the original blessings. Those who are of faith were blessed with faithful Abraham. And so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Jump to verse 29. If you are Christ's, amen? I look around the room, I know everybody. If you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So what is Abraham's blessing? got to study Abraham for a little bit. Remember, we talked last week about tithing. Tithing was established 430 well, that's part of the law. Tithing was established 430 years before the law. When God came in the person of uh, Melchizedek well, how do you know that's God? We looked at that last week. Oh, I got to watch it. Uh <laughs> Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. Tithing was established before the law. So go to Genesis chapter 12. We're going to look at Abraham's blessing. Since we are of Christ, then we are blessed with to be Abraham's seed. The seed reaps the benefit. Just like my kids, I will leave some things behind for my children. You'll leave some things behind for your children. Why? They're your seed so you're gonna bless them. Genesis chapter 12 verse one, and I'm reading this out of the voice. He says, and the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your family and your father's house to a land I will show you. God tells him, get up and go away from everything you know. If i be willing and obedient, I'll eat to good of the land. Get up and go, out at, away from everybody. So what's Abraham do? Verse two. And, but look at the promise. Here's the promise. And I will make of you a great nation as long as you're willing and obedient. What if Abraham said, nee, I don't think I'll go. I'll go, but I don't want to. Because <laughs> none of us has ever said that to God. He said, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So why are we blessed? We are blessed for the same reason Abraham was blessed. Not just so I can walk around saying, look how blessed I am. I am blessed so that I can be a blessing. We are blessed so we can bless others. The problem with our mindset is we want to be blessed so we can have a nice big bank account. We can drive nice cars. have nice And there's nothing wrong with all those. Those make God happy. He takes pleasure in your prosperity. But he doesn't bless me just so I can have. He blesses me so I can be a blessing to others. And if I want to live in this perpetual blessing, I have to become a sower. I have to be looking for people to bless. Verse three: I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them. I will curse him who curses you. And and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. (laughs) So why am I going to walk in this perpetual blessing, so that I can be a blessing? If all you want is stuff and money, you're probably going to struggle. You say, "Yeah, but what about all these other rich folks?" Ask them how happy they are. How many suicides do we see from top money makers? Or how many divorces do we watch? Or how many families do we see fall apart? It wasn't the money. Money is just a tool for me to be a blessing are you good he said i will bless them bless you i will curse them who curses you and you and all in in you and all the families in you all the families of the earth will be blessed he said i will bless you so that you will be a blessing folks get ready because if i really want to be blessed i have to determine that i'm going to be a blessing and if i'm not willing to be a blessing or a blesser i'm not in line to be blessed Now, God will take care of me. I got that promise, Zach. My God shall supply all my needs. But what if he went beyond my needs? And the only thing waiting beyond my needs is my obedience. And the only thing waiting to get me beyond my needs into well-supplied is my willingness. What if all it's going to take is me to determine in myself that I am going to bless others? Because God has been so, so amazingly good to me. Genesis chapter 13, verse one. Isn't this exciting? This, is, this has nothing to do with law. This is before law. This is what he promised. And if he promised that to Abraham, he promises it to me. Because I am now Abraham's seed. I'm the inheritor. Oh, glory. Then Abram went from Egypt, he and his wife... And all that he had and lot with him to the south. Y'all ready? Verse two. And Abraham was Let's try that again, because some of y'all are really afraid to say that. <laughs> <were> very rich. <laughs> <laughs> and Abraham was very. very rich. Now what is rich? Rich is having a full supply to meet my needs and enough to help meet the needs of others. Well, how do you know Abraham did that? We'll look at it in just a second. (laughs) And so he went and he was very rich in what? Livestock. Well, he he wasn't rich with with money, except for the silver, except for the gold. Why you got to make it about money? I didn't, God did. And Abraham was very rich in livestock and in silver and in gold. Jump to verse 5. Now the Lord who went with Abraham, I didn't say, I said Lord. Let's try that again. Now Lot, who went with Abraham, also had flocks and herds and tents. You know what happens? He was blessed by proximity. Mm-hmm. Lot was his nephew. His nephew had nothing when they started. But because of the blessing of Abraham, see, why are you telling us this? Because we're of Abraham's seed. He was blessed just by simple being with him. He said, and, and Abram, and now Lot went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, Look at this, how blessed they were. Verse six. But the land was not able to support them both dwelling together because their possessions were so great. That's a blessing. These two men couldn't dwell in the same land because they were too blessed. (laughs) And this is what I'm in line for? This is what my children are in line for? but how am I going to get to this place? I got to be a sower because the multiplication is on the seed that is sown, not on the seed that is held. So 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 Abraham and Lot finally get to the point where they have to look at one another and Abraham said, we can't keep doing this. You go over here, take whatever. Listen, how do you know Abraham was a giver? He told Lot, pick what land you want. I don't care, just take some land. He was willing to sow, folks. What blessings! Why they rich, having a full supply? They were so prosperous that they couldn't even live in the same area together. And this is what God wants for you. But there's willingness, and there's obedience. There's giving seed to the sower. So if I'm not the sower, he can't give me the seed. And he can only find the multiplication in the seed of the sown. Mm -hmm. And he tithed to Melchizedek who in turn blessed him. (laughs) Folks, God desires for you to live in perpetual blessing. I didn't say money's gonna be falling out of your pockets. There may be days where you can't even stuff it all where you need to stuff it. Because there may be days when he says, you see Deb over here? I need you to put about a couple hundred bucks in Deb's pocket. Or if Deb needs to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, folks. How far God can trust you is by how far you're willing to be a sower. And if I want to live in this perpetual blessing, then I have to become that person he can trust. I'm in Proverbs 22. We're almost there. Proverbs 22, verse nine. He who has a generous, oh wait, I hear pages. He who has a generous eye will be blessed. Well, what if I got a stingy eye? There's no blessing there. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. Acts 20. Flip way back to the front. This is why we use both covenants. There's good promises in both of them. Acts 20. He's writing here, he said, I left you an example of how you should serve and take care of those who are weak. For we must always cherish the words of our Lord Jesus who taught giving brings far greater blessing than receiving. It is greater to give than receive. But... It's my money. Pierce, I worked hard for it. I've done a lot for this. This is, how can God just expect, there's a few catches there. Here, I wanna give you one that probably a lot of people don't read out of. Go to Haggai. Yes, that's a book in the Bible. Go to Haggai, what is it, chapter two? What about verse one, eight? Haggai chapter two. Verse eight, the Lord says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of the hosts. But I work hard. Who gave you the job? Who blessed you with that job? Who keeps that job going just so you can work there? (laughs) Come on. Yeah, but but 10% of my money, well, we saw last week that the tithe is the Lord's And it's holy. And here he tells me that the silver's his and the gold's his. It's not mine. He lets me use it so I can operate the way he wants me to operate in the world. So that I can be a blessing and so that he can continue to meet all my needs according to his riches and glory. He'll continue to give me seed because I'm the sower. And he'll multiply the seed that I sow. Because this is what God wants Every good gift and every perfect gift. So let's close with two scriptures here. First, go to Isaiah 32. Isaiah 32, verse 8. He says, But a generous man devises generous things, a generous man thinks up ways to be generous. (laughs) <laughs> a generous man devises generous things and by generosity, he shall stand. What's it mean? By, by, by the generosity, it's, it's the measure of what comes back to me. A generous man thinks up ways to be generous. I've been times in my life where I wasn't thinking up ways to be generous. I was thinking of how am I going to get through this? But you know what I've always found? He's faithful. He's so faithful. And when I continue with his plan of generosity, he continues to allow me to live by that generosity. A generous man devises generous generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. Last one, Proverbs chapter 11. And we're going to make lunch early today. It wasn't on purpose. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. And I want to read this out of the Passion. Generosity, Proverbs 11, 24. Generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. I think King James says something like, there is he that soweth. <laughs> Remember, we read that one a couple weeks ago. He says generosity brings prosperity but withholding from charity brings poverty those who live to bless o- I love this those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them and the one who pours out his life to pour blessings will be saturated with favor so what's my job in this to live to be a blessing and because I'm going to stay faithful to that Monica he says that there will be blessings heaped I can, I can handle a heap blessing <laughs> but you know, what, you know what becomes required of me then how to give it away who to sow to when to sow who can I buy lunch for come on You never know. God may say, hey, go buy Marge lunch. You don't know, maybe Marge is not gonna eat today. (laughs) Or maybe she needs that extra 12, $13, whatever her lunch would have been, to pay the next bill that she don't even know is coming in the mail tomorrow. And she said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute, Brenda bought my lunch. can pay this what do we call him Jehovah sneaky he knows how to bless you on his time in his way but he's waiting on me to be that generous person he's waiting on you and when we do these things James we can live perpetually blessed Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are. Father, I thank you that you are so good, wonderful, kind. I thank you that your, your grace and your mercy is so poured out on us. And Lord, today, let us always remember that we have to be what you have called us to be. And if we want to walk in this perpetual blessing, then it's going to require us to do what you have called us to do. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.